most connected man in Washington, WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain, 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. And to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us. Because you know, we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to set the record straight and give you the facts. Because we want you to be better informed to help make this a better USA. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Hey there, Herman. Uh, little Birdie told me that you're having some problems with your CNN debate credentials. Is well, that right? Uh, uh, this is interesting. It's not from CNN. Uh, the, four years ago, when you were in the race, yes. the various networks that did the debates, they all did the credentialing. And I think they sort of felt like, you know what? This isn't a business that we should be in as right. a network. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, for example, when we did the debate up in Cleveland at the beginning of August, the credentialing was not done by Fox News, which was the host of the debate, but it was done there by the Ohio Republican Party party. This debate uh, this week for the Republicans is at the Reagan Library in Simi Valley, California. It's not even the California Republican Party that's doing it there. It's actually the Reagan Library is in charge. And um, I dutifully filled out all the stuff, and uh, they even took my money to to get an (laughs) internet line, but they haven't all my colleagues have gotten their nice little shiny little emails telling them that they're welcome really? at the debate but i have not so i don't know if uh, it's just one of those oversights and we'll get it fixed or what but i'd rather not fly cross country to get out there and be turned away at the door you, you, you know, know why I mean? you're being given a hard time see and you, why is you, that, you huh? are regularly on the herman kane show to sean hannett's show and you would think that you it know? would work okay at the reagan <laughs> library though right you would think it's but not somebody like, said you know, he's one of those conservative th- no you're conservative guys well so i hope we'll you get see. it straightened out hopefully it'll get straightened out but that's obviously the big focus this week is the debate on wednesday and certainly since we talked last friday we've had a bit of a change in the republican field as former texas governor rick perry has right. decided not to soldier on and you know you look back four years ago Herman. he you know it look and, and you've been through this it's an extraordinarily personal decision as to when is the right time to give up yep. you know some people keep going and keep going long after it it seems to be sound i can think of joe lieberman and Number of years ago who kept claiming that he had Joe Mentum and he didn't have any momentum at all, but he stayed in. You can uh, also be running a very low-budget campaign and stick around and just stay in because you want to and you are able to. Yeah. Uh, Rick Perry last time got out and still had well over $3 million in the bank. He did not run a deficit or anything. I haven't seen his latest figures, but obviously he decided to go. He just never got any traction in this race. So that means we're going to have this odd scenario of only four Republicans in the pre-debate debate on Wednesday, but 11 others on the main stage. But that main stage debate has now been expanded to be almost three hours, including the commercial break. So it's going to start a little after 8 o'clock Eastern time and go all the way until 11 o'clock Eastern. So that's going to really? test Yeah, that's going to test the metal of a lot of people now, watching. That's, that's new news because 
They just added that extra hour just recently, didn't they? Yeah, and I think it was done wow. mainly to give them some extra time, you know, out there just in case. So yeah, it's um, yeah, just in case they wanted to run more expensive commercials. That's well, what there'll be about. ads. Yes, I'm sure there will. There'll be a little time Jeez. for everybody to take breaks and things like that. Yes, so it ought to be an interesting time, but. You know, uh, looking back on where we were after the first debate, I mean, Carly Fiorina got most of the attention in the immediate aftermath of the first debate, and she was able to muscle her way into this one. But, you know, Ben Carson really is the one who's come up the most since that first debate. I mean, you look at the way things are now in the polls, and it was uh, confirmed again this weekend by a number of uh, not only polls nationally, but statewide polls. We had one in California. We had one in South Carolina. We had one in New Hampshire. We had one in Iowa. We had national polls. And it, the, every single one of them showed the same thing. Donald Trump in the lead, Ben Carson running a very strong second. Not far back, but, you know, Trump, say, in the 20s, uh, high 20s, and Carson in the low 20s, something like that. So Carson, really, when you shake it out, uh, I know Fiorina got most of the attention early, but he's the one who has seemingly done the best over the last uh, uh, five weeks or so, yeah. and we'll see whether or not he can keep that going. And, you know, something else tells me we know he's come up because Trump is paying attention to him and has been sort of jabbing at him over the last few days. And interestingly, since the last debate, Walker and Bush, who were considered to be the pre-campaign race uh, favorites, they've both gone down dramatically. Well, uh, for example, there was a new ABC Washington Post poll out today. This is a national poll. It has Trump at 33, Carson at 20, nobody else in double figures. So you can see a little over half just with Trump and Carson. Then Bush is next, followed by Rubio and Cruz. Bush at 8, Rubio and Cruz at 7. Walker, if you can believe it, all the way down at 2. I mean, he's behind Huckabee at three, Kasich at three, Rand Paul at five. That's actually Rand Paul's best poll in a number of weeks. And Carly Fiorina and Walker at two, Christie at one, Santorum one, Perry one, Jindal one, Graham at zero. So, yeah, th- this race has certainly changed a lot in, in the last couple of weeks. It's really amazing. Bush has fallen. Yes, you cannot ignore that. He has gone from where he used to be. Uh, you know, he was in the, the, the 10, 12, 13, 14 area. And now he's basically in the eights and nines. So he's definitely dropped. But not as much as Walker, who was in just a, a free fall. I mean, he was in the 15, 16, 12 area, and now he was in, let's see, in the last five national polls, Walker has been at 6, 5, 3, 5, and 2. So, yeah, Walker today put out a, a plan to basically uh, say that they're, you know, just like he did in, in Wisconsin, to really get at public sector government employee unions, but this time it would be at the federal level. Frankly, I think it's a very popular I- kind of idea within Republican circles, right. but frankly, it might have been the kind of thing that he might have wanted to start off with. You know what I mean, Herman? Yeah. And to really lay that on the table and, and, and go forward with. It's not that he had a bad debate, Scott Walker, the first time. I think he's just been sort of overwhelmed by the Trump phenomenon and everything. Yeah. And also, you know, one of the things I talked about this at the beginning, what I was struck by by watching Scott Walker at his announcement outside of Milwaukee and in a number of his appearances, he was very disciplined, very disciplined about his message and staying on message. But, you know, he has not done that in sort of the day-to-day operations of his campaign. He's too often paid attention to those shiny little objects that just sort of flash in front of you as a candidate that get your attention. And commented and sort of gone, you know, he's, there's been a number of times where he said he didn't want to make a comment on a big issue, and then he did, and then he didn't. And uh, he has not had a very good few weeks. He's still, I think a lot of people still think he can come back, but 
you know, Herman, once you're up and then you fall, it is hard to come back up. It's called the perception factor. Yes, it is. It yeah, is and called I, the perception factor. And Trump certainly has the perception of being not a politician, yeah. of shooting from the hip in a way that people like. And uh, Ben Carson is also benefiting from that in a different way. Carson obviously is certainly does not have Trump's personality or persona by any means. But I think he is seen clearly as an outsider, and that is a benefit right now in the presidential race. In that same poll that you mentioned, I happen to see another thing in there about a large percentage of the American people simply do not trust establishment politicians. Yep. And, and that's it's, contributing to the Trump Fiorina Carson surge. Well, Fiorina really, you know, we talk about her as a quote-unquote surge, but let's look at uh, national polls now. Let's, let's look at the last seven national polls for Fiorina. Two, three, four, five, and eight percent. Right. So, you know, I mean, yes, she has come up, but I don't know that I'd call it a surge, whereas Carson, his last five polls are 12, 15, 18, 19, and 20. Right. You know, so he, he is definitely, you know, don't get me wrong, Fiorina could walk in there Wednesday night at the Reagan Library and uh, go after Trump in a way that brings her up. But certainly it would seem to me that she is one of those type of candidates, really the only other one that's out there, who can say that I'm not part of government and try to cast herself as a true outsider. Bernie Sanders is speaking at Liberty University. Right now. First of all, I spoke at Liberty University. Uh, nice school. They have, you know, a lot of good conservative kids. What could he possibly be saying at Liberty University? Well, I want to see that speech. It's good. It's going on right now. You can go to C-SPAN if you want. And uh, he it's one of the regular speeches that they uh, they invite candidates to give. Remember, this is where Ted Cruz announced his presidential right. bid a few yeah. months ago. And uh, he started off his remarks a few uh, minutes ago by saying, look, there's probably a lot of things most of you that are here and I don't agree on. Uh, but he's sort of going through some of the uh, the basics of his, you know, his stump speech and talking mainly about inequality, uh, talking about his uh, main issue of, you know, uh, economic inequality, the fact that there's injustice out there. And, and I, you know, look, I think that if you're Bernie Sanders, A, you take any opportunity you can get to get your message out. I mean, the polling shows him surging recently in Iowa and New Hampshire. And Virginia, don't forget, is a state where uh, it's it's one of those Super Tuesday states that's going to vote on March the 1st. And if you can survive your way through the first month of Iowa, New Hampshire, South Carolina, and Nevada and get your way into Super Tuesday, you could have a chance to spread that message. So, yeah, it's probably I, – I wouldn't bet that he's going to carry uh, uh, carry the uh, precincts for Liberty University or anything like that. But, you know, this the kind of thing you go in and you give your message and you get a lot of attention. I bet you Bernie Sanders gets a lot of attention off of today's speech. Well, here's the other thing. The fact that he went to Liberty University, we're talking about it. Exactly. And a lot of others are going to be talking about the mere fact that he went to Liberty University, and they're going to be asking the same kind of questions. Well, how was it received? And I'm sure some reporters there are going to talk to some students well, he's got this a sort key, of thing. He's got a, uh, a group. There's a small group of students. I don't know if they're students or supporters that he was able to invite, but they're down front making a lot of noise. But for the most part, no. it seems like the crowd is being polite, but they're not getting into it or anything <laughs> like that. Remember, at these speeches, I think most of the students are required to go yeah. and attend. You know, it's not like you, you have your cha a choice or anything like that. And so you have to go listen to Cruz or to others who have been there. And uh, Bernie Sanders, one of those. Now, uh, speaking of the Democratic race, Sanders uh, way up uh, in a new poll out in New Hampshire, up in Iowa. 
Nationally, though, uh, the ABC Post poll that was out today still shows Hillary Clinton ahead nationally, so I'm not sure we can make the jump to say Sanders is the front runner. but something that we've got to watch. Uh, now, here's another story. You talk about this is a natural kind of story we'll talk about. Here's another natural story that might be on the news later today, and that is both Hillary Clinton and President Obama will be in Iowa at the same time later today, not appearing together, but you know just the fact that they're only about, and they'll be about an hour away from each other. Hillary Clinton, I think, is in Cedar Rapids, and the yeah. president will be in the Des Moines area. That will be a big part of whatever news story comes out of there, not only on the network news uh, for the cable, in the broadcast networks, but for the wires and the newspapers as well. Uh, you know, and, and that's something to watch, too. Nobody thought Hillary Clinton would lose to somebody named Barack Obama eight years ago. I would say most Democrats don't think she can lose to a guy named Bernie Sanders this time either. We will see. Uh, one other. Now, why is Obama going to Iowa? He's doing a, an event on education. They're rolling out some new education okay. college affordability plans. You know, it's a big thing of his, and so he's getting out there. But I. I did think it was sort of interesting that he had picked Iowa. One reason, uh, he's got a lot of links there, but still, that, yeah. Des Moines? Yeah. For the president? That seemed like an odd place to go. I would agree, and he ain't running. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Hear Herman Cain anytime on demand at HermanCain.com. Share the experience with friends and tell them to click on Cain 24-7. They are now making that debate three hours long. I got to think about that, Shane B.